Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Yes, brand new banging I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. Have no fear, the gringo mandingo is in Sukasa. On today's I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, train wrecks. Why do we stop and watch train wrecks? Spectacles. Two spectacles took place this weekend. I break them both down. A full review of the Kanye West album and a full recap of the Tyron Woodley Jake Paul fight. Plus disrupting my disruptive neighbors. Oh, I got some neighbors. They need some disrupting. You hear it live. Oh yeah, you capture it all on today's brand new banging I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast in prime time. Okay, tell a friend to tell a friend. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is back worldwide. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, okay? Everywhere you get your podcasting. Miles, Jordan, AK, the Bleach Brothers. Start this puppy off with something real nice, yes? Start this puppy off with something uh, uh, real loud. Okay, but most importantly, and turn it up and let it play. Start this puppy off with something real funky. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Let's fucking go. Biggity, uh, a boom. 
brand new banging I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is back in New York City. Back. Back in the New York groove. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Disruptive Warrior, a.k.a. Captain Kaleidos, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, who you knew are now rocking with the very, very, very best. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast, world's most disruptive podcast, and I am your host, the Disruptive Warrior. Hope everybody is good. Hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody is sane. I hope everybody dealing with the weather and the hurricanes down south is okay. Hope your families are okay. Hope everybody's health is okay. Hope everybody's brain, brain power is good. We're coming to the end. The very end of the summer is almost here. All right. This is not an emergency podcast. Some people uh, requested an emergency podcast after the Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul fight. I couldn't do it. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, I will. I will break all that down. I'm gonna break down this Kanye West album. But I'm back from Minnesota, Minneapolis. Me and the young shooter, uh, we're out there. First, I want to give a shout out to everybody that came to the shows, podcast listeners. I saw you at all five shows. Great shows. Fucking Mall of America, though, man. I got to tell you, that place is. Holy fucking shit. It took a little something out of me and the young shooter. I I didn't know. If I had known that we were staying in a hotel in the Mall of America and we would be like sort of in a bubble because they have this system in parts of Minnesota um, where you literally don't have to go outside because the weather's so, so bad during the winter. But who the fuck wants to live like that? Who wants to not go outside? I don't care how hot it is. That manufactured air, that smell, that feeling, that moistness that you get in a casino in Vegas or in the Mall of America in St. Paul, Minnesota, nobody wants to be trapped in there. They try to keep you trapped in that motherfucker. And uh, we had to escape. I mean, uh, one morning I woke up, I just walked around the mall, outside the perimeter of the mall. We're like five minutes from the airport. There's planes hovering away. It was hell in that motherfucker. There's two cold stones. You know, they got everything in there. It's an amusement park inside. They got the door of the Explorer. They got the Shrek. They got all kinds of shit in there. I mean, it's, it's fucking nuts in there. It was really, it was tough in there. I don't know who goes there or how, how that's a vacation spot. I get if you, if you have kids, but when I was seeing like a, it's like wrestling. Okay, if you have kids, you take your kids to wrestling. But there's nothing else that could bring you um, or should bring you to the Mall of America unless you have kids. Because it is brutal in there, especially during the summer. I could get during the winter. Minnesota, maybe I get, maybe I get. It's very American. See, puckered asshole of the United States of America out there in uh, the Mall of America. It was rough sailing. 
it was rough sailing, but we had a great time, great shows. Again, all the uh, the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast listeners that were at all five of the shows, I appreciate you. I heard the dingoes. I saw the Stickman shirts. You know, I give you a little time. It's hard to uh, be able to meet and greet one person without it turning into a meet and greet for 300 people. And it's just a little too risky. I try to do the best I can to give you guys the love that you deserve and the love that I want to give you. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate uh, you guys coming out because, uh, you know, shit, it's I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, the Rapper Pack Midwest, the Midwestern Rapper Pack was in the place to be. Anyway, uh, so let's get into the getting into um, because I am back in New York City. And I want to remind everybody, yo, it's almost over. Next weekend is Labor Day. Then we got Rosh Hashanah. Then uh, I think, uh, what is it? I don't know when the fall officially starts. But, you know, my body is still on a you know a teenage clock. You got to go back to school. If you got kids, they got to go back to school. The party is over. Okay? The party is over. So I hope you are enjoying your summer while it is still here. I hope we have the the privilege of working. At this point, work is a privilege. To be able to work, make a living, that is a privilege. Because uh, next thing you know, it's going to be uh, the middle of September. Then we're talking about Happy Halloween. And, you know, Happy Thanksgiving. Remember last year? There was all the like, oh, rules and regulations. You can't Thanksgiving this. You can't Thanksgiving that. Got to appreciate the little things. Like Tony Soprano says at the end of uh, The Sopranos. It's the little things, Garooch. Anyway. Um, but I'm glad to be back in New York. I'll be here for the next two weeks. Then I'm heading to Miami. Got shows in Miami the 17th, 18th, and 19th at the Miami Improv. Then Nashville. Yo. Show up in Nashville. I know it's going to be fucking wild in Nashville. The 23rd, 24th, the 25th, and then the following week, I'm in San Diego, the 30th, October 1st, and October 2nd, then I'm chilling in LA for a minute, and then I'm back in Philly. Anyway, all information, all shows, all tickets are available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com, michaelrappaportcomedy.com. I'm looking forward to doing those shows. Looking forward to going to Miami. Never been to Nashville. I've never been to Nashville. So hopefully I could get around. Anybody have any suggestions of what to do in Nashville? And I'm staying in San Diego. I never stayed down there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I just got to make sure the hotels that I stay at have windows going forward. Because when you can't get that fresh air, man, it fucks your brain up. I got the young shooter sleeping with nose strips now. We're both on that nose strip life. Yo, if you have any breathing issues, listen, it ain't sexy. It's nothing to brag about. Okay, you look dumb. You feel dumb, but you sleep better. I'm about that nose strip life. I have one on now. Sometimes I podcast with a nose strip on. Helps my breathing. Anyway, so... Spectacle. I was thinking about uh, today's episode. Spectacle. The art of the spectacle. Why do we stop, look, and listen? 
stop, look, listen, and stare at spectacles. I don't have the answer. When there's a dead body, why do we want to look at it? When there's a, a dead animal on the side of the road, when there's a car crash, why do we want to watch? Why do we want to stop and see that? Why do we want that in our psyche? Is it fear? Is it our fear that we could wind up like that? Is it fascination? Is it uh, excitement? What is it? That car crash mentality, what is it? Because there were two car crashes this weekend. Big worldwide car crashes. This is the worldwide phenomenon. But there were two big car crashes. Number one, the Kanye West album finally came out. And as soon as it came out, kooky Kanye West says that his record label put it out without his approval. Who cares? They did you a favor. They did you a favor putting that fucking thing out. Okay, enough enough with the theatrics. Enough with the the overhype. Enough with the spectacle. Enough with the car crash. Enough with the crying in front of people at these stupid listening parties. People that are fascinated, they want to see car crashes. They want to see if Kim is going to come out and they're going to they're going to make up or they're going to actually fuck. Are they going to fuck? Are we going to go to another Donda listening party and Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are going to make up and start fucking each other in front of 20,000 people in Chicago Stadium or wherever the fuck it was, Arrowhead Stadium. I don't know where the fuck it was. I don't even know where Arrowhead Stadium is. Is the guy going to start crying? Is he going to give out free sneakers? Why would that be your Friday night? A listening party where you can't even hear the music. People do it. I participate in it. I would never go to a Kanye West listening party. I would never go to a Kanye West show again. I saw it when it was great. I saw him in Hove. I saw just him. Saw it a few times. It was great. I saw Michael Jordan in his prime. I flew back to New York City to watch him play. For the Washington Wizards. Wasn't as good. Wasn't as bad as Kanye's listening parties. I said it once. I'll say it again. Art changes. Time moves on. I understand it. One of the main themes. Why I made. The classic Beats Rhymes in Life. The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. My documentary about a Tribe Called Quest was to recapture the olden days, was to recapture those feelings, was to recapture the first time I heard Check the Rhyme in a van in Detroit in 1991 while shooting Zebrahead. Well, I didn't know the album was out. I didn't know the album was coming out. I just was like, what the fuck is this? To recapture when their second album came out. Going to Tower Records, getting the tape cassette, losing the tape cassette, falling in love with the tape cassette, watching the videos. Those times, those moments, those memories for me, the Gringo Mandingo, the flat-footed phenom. I can never reduplicate them. You can't contrive them. You can't predict them. 
They're memories. They're glorified memories. When they're happening, you don't realize that they're special to you. A girl that I went on a date with when I was 12, a quote-unquote date, air quotes, a date, reached out to me. I was just talking about this girl. A girl that I met one time when we were in summer camp when I was 12. I didn't have any hair on my dick. I was a late bloomer. I think I started getting hair on my dick by the time I was 13 and a half. Listen, everybody's different. Don't judge me. That's not the point. This girl named Leslie. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm gonna, you know, before I get into this Leslie thing, in my apartment, these motherfuckers upstairs in my building, I've lived in this apartment, the gloom tomb, for so long. I've never had any problems with neighbors upstairs, these fuckers stomping around. So now I do this. Hey, fucko, stop running around, you fuck. Fuck. I'm banging on their ceiling. They run around. You fuck. Cocksuckers. That's real time. That's what I do. That's what I do. I complain. I said to my doorman, I said, are these people fat? He said, no. I said, are they athletic? Are they, are they like doing fucking gymnastics up there? He said, no. I said, do you know if they're heel strikers? So what is that? I said, you know, people that walk heel first. He said, I don't know what that is. I said, well, the next time they come downstairs, see if they're stomping around when they walk out of the building. He said, what's wrong? I said, because these fucks, they stomp their fucking feet. All day, all night. It's like they don't have furniture in there. It's like they're skateboarding in their apartment. He said, I'll talk to them. I said, well, can I just ask you, what do they look like? He said, they're nice people. They're, they're regular people. They're a man and a woman. I said, do they work? He said, yeah, they go to work. I think the wife may work from home. I said, well, you need to tell them, take off the fucking boots, okay, and start tippy-toeing because they're heavy Fucking footed. I don't know if they're wearing Timberlands, truck driver boots, whatever the fuck they're doing, horseback riding boots. They need to stop fucking stomping. Well, I can't think. I can't podcast. I can't rest. I can't meditate with these motherfuckers. It's like, now I bang on your ceiling. You fuck. You fuck. You heel striking fucks you. That's what I got to do. I got to do it. Banging around all fucking day. I'm telling about a very personal moment that I had on a date in 1982. The point is, is this. This girl, Leslie, she actually reached out to me when I was in Minnesota. She said, do you remember me from Camp Robin Hood? I was your quote-unquote girlfriend from Camp Hiawatha. We went on a date. I said, you lived on the east side in the east 60s. She said, yup. I said, of course I remember you. I said, of course I remember you. I said, matter of fact, and this is true, I was just telling my wife about our date that we had in the summer of 1982 when I walked by your apartment. And I told my wife, I said, this girl that I, I told her, I said, this girl named Leslie that I thought was my girlfriend because we met at a dance in 1982. We went on a date. I showed up at her apartment an hour before. I waited outside. I had on my cologne. I had on my shirt. I think we might have went to the movies. 
then I dropped her off. Her mother was hovering around. You know, made me sit there. What am I going to do? I'm 12 years old. I don't think I kissed her. What am I going to do? Try to bang your daughter? Relax. It's innocent. I want to take her for some fucking ice cream. Can I, can't, I can't take your 12-year-old daughter for some ice cream around the corner. A pizza, slice of pizza. One date. That was it. We never went on another date again. But I said, I always remember that. She goes, I always remember it too. I said, in the DMs, I said, those moments, those times are so meaningful. They're so impactful. She goes, I know exactly what you mean. I feel the same way. I said, I hope you're good. Glad you reached out to me. I invited her to a show. She lives in Minnesota now. Her and her husband were out of town. The point is, that one afternoon with Leslie, that date when I was 12 that went nowhere, it meant so much to me. Those things... They form who you are. But you can't recapture and rekindle and recreate those moments. Just like you can't recapture the first time you saw Michael Jordan do something you never saw any other player do before or Dr. J float under the basket against the Los Angeles Lakers and make that iconic shot. Or when Michael Jordan... Did that gesture to Marv Albert after he was making five or six three-pointers? Or the first time you busted a nut alone when you choked your chicken? Or the first time you kissed a girl with some tongue? Or when you first got hair under your armpits? Or the first time you heard Wu-Tang Clan? Or the first time you heard Eric B. and Rock Kim? Or the first time you saw Rocky? Or whatever the fuck it may be. The Outsiders, The Breakfast Club, whatever resonates with you. It could be anything. You can't recreate those moments. You can't recreate that time. You can't recreate the good, the bad, and the in-between of those times. And that's what the fuck everybody is trying to do with Kanye West. It's over. First of all, he doesn't even consider this album a hip-hop album. He considers it a gospel album. So you people that are going to the listening party smoking weed, get the fuck out. It's a gospel album. You're smoking weed in church. He thinks it's a church moment. It's not a church moment. You're smoking weed. You're smoking weed in church. Listening to Kanye West's gospel album. Sinner. The album came out on Sunday. I've listened to it three times. It sucks. It should not be that complicated. It should not be that hard. It should not be that challenging to listen to an album. You shouldn't have to scratch through. You shouldn't have to start and stop. You shouldn't have to hem and haw. You shouldn't have to scratch your head. You shouldn't have to make excuses. It's not a puzzle. It's a fucking record. Why do we keep giving this guy's excuses and the benefit of the doubt? Because he made great albums in the past. It's over. Just like when the great Allen Iverson was playing for the Detroit Pistons and he went back for Philadelphia. It's over. Just like when Muhammad Ali fought Larry Holmes. It's over. It was hard to watch him fight Larry Holmes and it's hard to listen to that fucking album. The new Kanye is not the old Kanye. Move on. He ain't all that. It's over. Okay? It's fucking over. Well, this verse, I'm talking about an album with 47 songs on it. Oh, well, that verse, fucking 27 songs on this album. 
oh, well, when that beat cuts on, it could have went. This is a conversation I've, I've had with people I respect. When the beat cuts on uh, to jail, you think, yo, it's going to happen. It didn't happen. Yo, well, well, Jay-Z's on jail. Not every Jay-Z verse is dope. He's not even rapping. It's finished. The one song with uh, West Side Gun and Conway the Machine, I don't even know which one it is. Which song is it? Uh, Keep My Spirit Alive. West Side Gun, Griselda. Conway the Machine, Griselda. Play West Side Gun's verse. Yeah, flush the work just the time and they ready, thank God. That's dope. It's one verse. This isn't a good record. Be like, yo, well, there's this here and that part of this song. The fuck is you talking about that part of this song? Is the song good or not? Well, when the drums come on, it's kind of good. Is the song good or not? Fuck is you talking about? I never heard, I never heard somebody get this much leverage and these many passes and excuses. I listened to the shit three times. I never need to hear anything on that record again. And just like his last couple of records. Jesus is king. The other one, uh, uh, I think uh, being bipolar is crazy or awesome. The other one, this is garbage, man. It's done. You want to listen to some good Kanye West? Listen to the old shit. This is done. It's finished. What was the one? Soda pop, icky... Smoky Doki Pop with uh, with that one rapper. Um, oh, I don't even know who these people are. They're they're nothing. They're not impactful. They're not good. They're not dope. And give this many excuses to athletes. Tom Brady comes out there. You're like, yo, he's washed. Kanye West for some reason people can't can't move on. LeBron comes out there and he sucks. People and be like, yo, he's done. Retire. Happened to Muhammad Ali. Happens to filmmakers, okay? Not every fucking song, uh, every record Miles Davis did was great. Stevie Wonder, same thing. People lose it. Prince, same thing. God rest the dead. Michael Jackson, same thing. If you want to put this guy in that category. It's the way it is. Move on. I don't need to listen to this album again. I don't want to hear, well, part of it was this. And the one verse was that. Shit's either good or not. You wasn't saying all that for the first three albums that he made. The 808 and Heartbreaks and the Watch the Thrones. You weren't making all them excuses. But for this record, like all this hemming and hawing and all these excuses. Done. Period. Move on. These motherfuckers don't have no life. They can't give it up for this guy Kanye West. Eh, your problem. You won't be listening to the album at, by Tuesday. Came out Sunday. You won't be listening to the album ever again by Tuesday. You're never going to get hyped up 
to go play some ball. You're never going to get hyped up to go to the club, to go to a party, to go work out and listen to that goofy shit. It's done. You like Kanye West? Wear those fucking big, cloggy, heavy-ass sneakers. Wear the big, stupid-ass clothes. You, you want to be like Kanye West? <laughs> Halloween's coming. Dress up like Kanye West. I don't know what to tell you. Second spectacle of the weekend. Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul. Ay, 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 ay. Jake Paul won a rigged, controversial eight-round decision. Uh, Jake Paul didn't win the fight. If anything, it was a split decision. Tyron Woodley had him. I don't know why he didn't fucking... Why he didn't knock him out when he had him. Maybe it was uh, he ran out of gas. Jake Paul was clearly shook. The ropes held him up. Would have been a uh, knockdown had the referee not been a paid performer. A paid crisis performer from Showtime Boxing. Anybody that knows boxing knows that Tyron Woodley won that fight or it was at least a, a draw or Tyron won the fight. This is a joke, man. First of all, Jake Paul and his fucking brother, Larry, they're liars. Larry's up there talking about, I retired Floyd Mayweather. I made Floyd Mayweather a mean. How are you going to retire a fighter who's been retired? You didn't retire anybody. These guys are on some shit where it's like, if you say it, it's true. No, you're a liar. You didn't retire Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather beat the shit out of you. He just didn't knock you out. He won every single round of that fight. Fuck is you talking about? My wife's like, why are you getting so involved? I said, I don't know why, babe. She told me, I'm going to sleep. I said, well, I'm going to watch the fight in the bedroom. She said, fine. Keep the volume down. If you start screaming, if you start yelling, if you start Instagramming, if you emergency podcast and all that crazy shit, I'm throwing you out. I said, I understand. I said, I understand, babe. She said, this is during the day. There's no way Tyron Willie's going to win this fight. There's no way anyone will let that happen. I was talking to my man. Why didn't Tyron Woodley pressure him when he had him? The young shooter even said that. The young shooter knows nothing about boxing. Oh, they're fucking, I'm going to do it again. You want to run around? You can't fuck. You, I'm going to bang upstairs again. Fucks. Thumping around, right? Fuck. Stop fucking thumping around, motherfuckers. Cocksuckers. Running around up there. No one hears me downstairs. Fucks, we could tussle. This could be a new segment on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Motherfuckers. <sighs> Where was I? <sighs> Fuck you. <sighs> anyway, even the young shooter said he had him. Why didn't he pressure him? I don't know why. Maybe Tyron Woodley got tired. I like seeing Jake Paul get punched in the face. He's not a real boxer. They're also liars. On the Showtime pre-sit-down with Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul, Woodley brought up steroids. Are you on steroids? Why do you got pimples all up in your face? Why is your jaw so long? Why you got the long jaw? He said we're taking PED tests. 
Where are the results of the PED tests? Is Jake Paul on steroids? Why do I care? Because it's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. Okay? Everybody likes a spectacle. I'm not above a spectacle. I'm not above anything. Do I ever try to make myself seem like I'm above anything? Do I ever try to make myself seem like I'm above disruption? No. Jake Paul on the uh, the pre-fight, the all-axis, he's showing his little trophies like, well, when I was in the ninth, he's showing his trophies and his, his little flags that he got from being like a high school athlete. Who are you playing against, Duke? You're from the suburbs of Cleveland. You're not from Akron or some, some fly shit like that. You're from the who Who are you participating against? He's like, I was a bully. Who are you bullying? Like little breakfast club? Emilio Estevez looking motherfuckers? That's who you were bullying? You weren't out there with no live dudes? No crunk dudes? He's like Mr. Anti-Bully guy. He's bullying the breakfast club. Michael Anthony Hall and them. Judd Hirsch and them. Judd, uh, whatever the fuck his name is. Bullying little, little fucking little pimple face, little fucking other little cornballs like yourself. This is before you were listening to hip-hop and all that goofy shit. But on all axis, he's like showing his little, his flags and his trophies like, oh, I was an athlete. Where's the highlights? You, you, you're 24 years old. I have highlights on my kids. My kids are younger than you. Where's the film? Where's the highlights? Where's the videotape of your athletic prowess? These guys are full of shit, man. And people go, yo, why are you so angry? Because I fucking paid my $60. I was invested in it. And I want to see this guy get his fucking ass kicked. That's why I'm angry. I'm angry because my wife threatened to throw me out of the house. I should be angry. You want to anger shame me? Huh? I have no problem showing my emotions. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all disruption. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all disruption. Boom. Yes. Jake Paul's full of shit. He's like, I'm giving uh, these fighters the biggest paydays of their life. Who are the fighters? These guys are bums. No disrespect. They're up-and-coming fighters. You ain't giving, like, Roy Jones and Canelo Alvarez big paydays. What'd you give them? $25,000 extra? You gave $25,000 extra to each fighter? $10,000 extra? Nice, generous. Why don't you do it without telling anybody? That would be even more nice, even more generous. The great white hooker. The Great White Hope. People love that shit. It ain't a movie. You ain't Sean Astin. You ain't Rudy, motherfucker. You certainly ain't Rocky Balboa. Shit. You ain't Rocky Balboa, motherfucker. And you wasn't fighting Apollo Creed. You wasn't fighting Clubber Lang. Okay, you didn't go 15 rounds with Creed in the Philadelphia Spectrum and then have to run it back with Creed, 15 rounds, eight-round bullshit. Big high school athlete. Where's the footage? You was on Disney when you were in high school. You were no big-time high school athlete. He bullying little fucking little shits. 
Little Saved by the Bell, little shits. Speaking of Saved by the Bell, I want Mario Lopez to fight Logan Paul. He will fuck Logan Paul up. Random but true. What? Random but true. I don't know if these guys are going to fight again. I don't know what's what. I'll be there for it. If it doesn't go my way, I'll continue to be upset. This guy thinks he's reinventing, revigorating boxing. Motherfucker. Yo, when I grew up, we had Larry Holmes. George Foreman, Smokin' Joe Frazier, Ernie Shavers, okay? Tommy the Hitman Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard. Before that, Jake LaMotta, The Raging Bull, Rocky Marciano. In the 80s, I had Alexis Arguello, Aaron fucking Pryor, Aaron the Hawk Pryor, Mark Breland. Roberto Hands of Stone Duran. You're a clown with bleach blonde tips. Where's the PED test results, Duke? Where the PED tests at? You said you were taking them. Where the results at? I would bet that you're on that shit. That Sammy Sosa. Hmm? That Roger Clemens. That Ben Johnson. I think if I was a betting man, I would bet that you're on that juicy, juicy. Not the I Love Lucy. No. No, not the I Love Lucy. That I love that juicy. Meldrick Taylor. Okay. Pernell Sweet Pea Whitaker. That's what I grew up on watching. This guy thinks he's doing something for fucking boxing. This guy's a joke. The fucking joke. And him and his brother are liars. And if you say it, it doesn't mean it's true. Jake Paul, Larry Paul. Okay? If you say it, it does not mean that it is true. I retired Floyd Mayweather. He'd been retired for five years, liar. Stop lying to the kids. This guy's like, oh, the kids. We're doing this for the kids. We want to inspire kids. To do what? Lie? Make up false scenarios? He ain't lying to me. <laughs> Faking the funk. Talking that extra large shit. Probably a punk. Woo! You're faking the funk. Talking that extra hard shit. Probably a punk. Play Faking the Funk. That verse from Large Professor on the soundtrack of White Men Can't Jump. You're faking the funk. Talking that extra hard junk. You're probably a punk. And I'ma let you know that this way you just don't cut with the there it is. Oops, there it is. That's boom bap. That's hip-hop music. Okay? My wife, uh, again, I bring her up. Okay? I said, did you listen to the Kanye album? I'm going back. She goes, I listened to one, two songs. I go, why, why didn't you keep listening, sweetie? Why didn't you keep listening to all 27 of the fucking songs? Oh, I like the one. No, you didn't like shit. Otherwise, you would have kept listening. That's what I told my wife. Threatened to throw me out of the house if I screamed and yelled after the fucking Tyron Woodley fight. I'm done. Listen, I need you guys to start asking your friends, texting your friends, DMing your friends. Do you listen to the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast worldwide? Australia, Spain, okay? Uruguay. Uh, England, France, 
Costa Rica, Scotland, Ireland, okay? Parts unknown, and the entire United States, Canada. When you listen to this, send it to your friend. Yo, you listen to Rappaport's podcast, okay? You know that his podcast is no longer on Luminary, that his podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. There's no paywall. Will you do that for me, the gringo mandingo? Came saw disrupted. I'll say it again. Came saw disrupted. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the world's most disruptive, world's most nuanced podcast, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan, take me out of here with a beat, okay, that people wish was on that Kanye West bullshit album. We came, we saw, we disrupted. I'm out. <laughs>